1: Iron Overload.io Hardcore episode number 19. We're speeding right along. Steve joining me in the mobster. How's it going, man?
0: Very, very good. Let's let's hit it.
1: Today we're going to talk about our oral series continues. This time we're going to talk about Clembuteral and Winstrel pre-contest stack. And this is a stack pre-contest that guys will do who are looking for aesthetics, who are in the physique competitors. And this is a a stack that they'll use ahead of their contest a few weeks ahead of time. And they'll get on this and they'll really shred down, you know, and it's not a fun stack from, you know, feeling how you feel on it and the side effects and how you sleep on it and all this. But, you know, guys have been using this for a long time. And so have women while, while we're on that topic to really get themselves into top shape ahead of a contest. So Let's talk about Clen first. So, look, Clen, it's a drug that stimulates beta-2 receptors as a beta-2 agonist. So, the way, the secret behind how Clen is working is mainly that it's going to change the energy that that your, your body's tapping into from other sources to fat that's stored on your body so as you exercise on clan as you normally burn calories throughout your day as you normally do the more you put in to clan the better your diet the more you exercise the more fat you're going to burn because it's going to specifically help your body go after those fat stores so that's why clan is a really good option for those who are already lean but they can't quite get rid of that one or two Percent body fat. But Clen is not so good option for those of you out there who are 20, 25, 30 percent body fat trying to lose fat. And that's because the side effects are pretty brutal on this. Anything that changes your energy like this and it is going to have a negative consequence. So we're going to get into that on this podcast. So, you know, the bottom line with Clenbuterol, it is approved in Europe on your side of the pond, Mobster. As an asthma drug, but it is not approved in the United States as an asthma drug. I've used clenbuterol. I did not notice that it helped my breathing at all. But you have to keep in mind, these PED dosages of clen are not going to help your breathing. They're going to hurt your breathing. The amount that you guys are using in Europe is a very tiny amount that that you use. And, 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 And so any inhaler can have a similar effect if you jack up the dose. So... That's really the idea behind why in the fitness industry and bodybuilding, we do, we've hijacked clambuterol and we've turned it into a fat burning drug because we jack up the doses. So we're going to get into that in a little bit later. So mobster, yeah, chime in on this. What are your thoughts?
0: Something I've said on previous podcasts Steve, is uh, if a drug is seriously effective, if a drug really, really works. In other words, if it's potent, guys, it will come with side effects. I, I've used the example before. If you, if a drug puts £20 on you, then adding £20 is going to come with its issues. If a drug strips fat from you in a seriously effective way, and we've referred to this in, in, in previous episodes, then in order for it to do so, it's going to have side effects. It really does. And we'll get into the specifics of side effects, but we're also get into what basically how that can be very, very difficult uh, for people to deal with, which is why both Steve and I have referred to this on the forums as an ugly drug. Uh, and What we mean by that is just how you feel and how you cope. And an enormous amount of people, Steve, as, as I said in the pre-show, that I'm aware of, uh, a decent number, have asked for something that's going to work. They've been given something that works vis-a-vis, Glenn, and then they haven't been able to stick with it. Uh, and I think especially what Steve said was true. These examples that I'm thinking of were not pre-competition competitors. They weren't people looking to get in shape and lose the last few percent, like Steve said. They weren't people that had good, solid diets, nutrition, and training. They were typically, as I told Steve in a pre-show, women that were a little bit out of shape with belly fat or hip fat or whatever, and they'd come in and they'd ask for advice, and they'd gone away and tried this, thinking it was some sort of miracle fix. Does it work? Yes. But... Those that were, were more out of shape than perhaps they should have been, not looking to lose a few percent, have found it very, very difficult. You can't – it's like DMP, Steve, where you're sitting there uh, at home with, with DMP and the sweat's pouring off of you, and it's such an uncomfortable feeling, even though you're aware of the side effects, that you end up not running it properly, not doing the things you're supposed to do. I mean, I wouldn't want, for example, if I was using DMP again uh, to train on DMP. Much easier to sit there in my own sweat and, and have it you know oozing out of my body. And even then, to be, feel like I'm doing a million miles an hour while I'm just sitting still a everything. And I think, again, you tell people, you advise them, but they, until they've experienced it, they, they're not going to know whether they can manage it or not. So it's very much that thing. Something else I was talking about, Steve, very quickly, was this business of the beta-2 receptors and the asthma effect. On the, on the breathing, is essentially a bronchial drug, which is basically a dilation of the bronchial pressure to make it easier to breathe. That's for the asthma, of course. But I was also arguing with Steve with regards to the beta 2 receptors. Was there an increase in the breathing uh, above and beyond what would be normal? And apparently that isn't the case. So there are certain drugs that work in that particular way, and you sometimes see these in supplements. Anyway, there you go for Clint. Back to you, Steve.
1: So very important Clan to realize it's got a long half, life, 48 hours, which is which is really long for a drug like this, for an oral drug. Um, so if you take it, you're going to have it in your system for not just the 48 hours, you are going to have after the forty eight hours, half of it left. So as you take this drug on a daily basis, it's going to build a build up in your system. Obviously, the more you take, the longer you take it, the more it's going to build until it hits a peak. So peak is, you know a 2-day half-life you're peaking around 10, 10 days. That's when you hit a peak level on this. So that for that reason we're going to get into how to dose it you know in, the, in in the third segment but you know that's why you see people start out with a lower dose and they work their way up and they're also kind of judging the side effects. Now, Mobster and I were talking on the pre-show. He used to work in a supplement shop. A lot of women would come in and ask for clenbuterol and one of the reasons for that one the, the main reason actually is because celebrities Britney Spears, Lindsay Lohan, Victoria Beckham. And, you know, these these are female celebrities who got really lean. And they've talked about, you know, hey, I got lean because of clenbuterol. So they kind of spilled the beans on that. And that got a lot of women excited. They wanted to use clenbuterol. There's also been plenty of male athletes who have been busted for it. From Olympic sprinters, to baseball players, to bike racers, to boxers. And they've used clenbuterol to help them. Um, I would imagine a boxer would want to use it to get down a weight class.
0: And they'd be breathing. Yeah. The breathing. I think for some of the athletes, this is a bronchial thing again. So even though we're talking about medical dosages versus PD doses, like you said, it's a bronchial thing again. I think it's one of those things. And you said just just now with, with the ladies, you're going to have articles appear as Steve said, and it's going to mention this famous model famous uh, female movie star, et cetera, being even clean, perhaps under a doctor's prescription or by a coach. And even if they mention that they didn't like it, there's going to be a percentage out there thinking, well, if it works for her, look how she looks, I'm going to take it. Now, athletes, we get this, don't we, Steve? We understand that athletes are looking for an edge. So if the edge is that they can breathe better after running a race or they can recover quicker if they're they're playing a game, uh, you know, sprinting down a pitch, and a field, etc., and then have a, easier breathing. That's true. I, I do agree with Steve. I think there's an element with regards to boxers where, yeah, perhaps they've had to make weight. Um, I wouldn't necessarily do it like that, Steve. Uh, I would want to plan my training and my nutrition so I make weight before big fights, but obviously people are people and human beings and they fuck up. And so, yeah, we, we know that, you know, they've had to go and sit in a sauna for six hours They've had to take a diuretic to get that last couple of pounds off just to get underneath the weight limit. So, yeah, I can see it being used for that, Steve, 100%. But, again, it's looking for an edge. It's looking to make weight. They're not looking necessarily for a six-pack or leaner fires, or, you know, you can see the veins in their arms or anything like that. And they're certainly not looking to compete on stage as a bodybuilder. But, yes, it's an edge, and it's one of those drugs that people are going to look at as perhaps helping them gain their edge over their competition. I will, of course, say, Steve, it's very easy to test for. I wouldn't do it if I was tested. I don't know about you. Back to you.
1: At the bottom line is with Clin, look, it's it's been used. A lot of people react really well to Clin. Some people don't. So I just want to be upfront about that. Um, I've used it a couple of times. I didn't react very well to it myself but I know people, I know clients who react extremely well to it and they're able to shred down very very easily on it and the side effects don't really bother them too much. So, a big a big part of a big part of clean working is you know, it is the fact that some people just react much better to using clean than they do diet or even cardio. So, a lot of people will try so many different diets and they won't be able to get anywhere. They'll try the, a lot of cardio and they won't be able to get anywhere. And then they try clean and they are like, wow, clean works for me really well. So one of the area, other areas that clean works well too is that it reduces appetite. <laughs> so when you, when you use it, you're not going to want, um, you know, if you're having a, a tough time with dieting because you know, your appetite, a lot of people, they get food, they run to food when, they get stressed out or as a habitual thing or an addiction, they get addicted to bread and they get addicted to, to, to sugar and stuff like that. So taking Clin can actually reduce your appetite quite a bit. Um, and that's another area where it can also help with fat loss. But look, at the end of the day, remember, Clin is not a hormone. It is a drug. So you got to treat it like a drug. And it's not yes. something that, you know, has. it's not an anabolic steroid, even though it's stacked with anabolic steroids. So so let's talk a little bit about um, Winstrol now, Mobster. And Winstrol is an anabolic steroid. And Winstrol is a tremendous idea pre-contest. And it stacks with Climbuterol. And both of them together are really, really good for fat loss if you have the, you know, if you react well to them, and if you you really really have low body fat, and you really want to get rid of that extra one or two percent body fat, and really dry out. So, winstrol is a straight DHT derivative. It's as pure as you're gonna find. It's gonna dry the crap out of you. Okay, the water weight is just gonna come off. Your joints are gonna feel the the dryness in your joints, even if you're not even prone to joint issues, like I am. When I was on wind stroll, oh my gosh, like just just doing curls for example, I could feel my elbows like it felt like I had a rubber band you know uh, around my elbows kind of like you know with the motion. Same thing with squats. I could feel it in my knees, I could feel it in my ankles, I could feel it in my hips. So, wind stroll is one of those when you're running wind stroll, especially pre-contest like this. And Momster, you can touch on this too. I like to hear your opinion on this. I think you really need to go high rep and you really need to focus on, you know, high rep training. If you go heavy when you're on Winstrol and you really pound these joints into the ground, I would imagine you're going to cause quite a bit of damage that is, is completely unnecessary. So stacking with Glenn with the stroll, I think going high rep would make a lot of sense. High intensity, high rep, burn a lot of calories, work up a sweat, And then really hit the cardio hard either before or after your workout, the more calories that you can expend while you're on the stack, the better results you're going to have. Because that clenbuterol is tapping into those fat stores for energy. So if you need to pull energy out of your body, then that that works beautifully. And then the stroll works fantastic as a complement because it's able to dry you out. So you really start seeing those cuts in the muscles. You ever see these physique competitors? And you see them flex, and you're like, "Wow, their muscles, they have these cuts where you could you could almost like go and like put your finger under their muscle. It's really weird. And that's why, because that windstrol really really helps with that. So Monster, why don't you touch on
0: how to train on windstrol a little bit and talk a little bit about Winstrol? So I, I tend as I've said in previous podcasts, Steve, I try to be analytical in certain particular ways about certain things, right? So when you read about Winstrol's uh, ability to dry and it's not diuretic guys. But it is pulling water in different places. It's certainly pulling the fluid, in my opinion, that makes uh, your joints and specifically the connective tissues, your tendons, the sinews and so on and so forth, dry out. Now, of course, that's all relative, guys. We're not talking about literally dry. It's just less moisture, less fluid, less lubricants, less oils in there. Now, that's great in terms of, as Steve says, the look, the physique drying out, the details being brought out when you talked about i'm thinking about the tricep here steve i've seen these occasional photographs that we've all seen online instagram etc where they go guess this athlete's percentage and it's never a winner but it's always some crazy guy has got down to two percent or three percent when you can almost see the the indentations and lumps and bumps on the tricep tendon and again as i've said on previous podcasts if you go that is amazing to look at, the fact that this person managed to get down, but it's uncomfortable as hell. So I, I, I'm, I'm in agreement with the Steve. Again, my analytical brain would say, right, I don't think necessarily that uh, doing more reps burns more energy, but it certainly would if you are lean, if your diet is crazy low, super controlled, and you're getting into those last few percentage points, that's going to get you in shape for a competition. But the thing of it is, Steve, it's going to come down to the comfortable. I have a thing that heavy would risk injury, and that would be the greater thing for my mind. If the tendon contains a certain amount of moisture, and I've dropped that by 5 or 6%, if there's synovial fluids, this was the, the, the lubricant, if you like, guys, around the joint, and that's decreased, and I can't, for example, as I would normally would, is had add healthy oils back into my diet, academia, uh, fish oils and so on and so forth, because I'm trying to control my fat levels. Because the look is everything for a competitor, then then do I want to risk with my drier joints, my my drier tendons, my drier sinews lifting heavy weights? And the short answer is no. If the percentage and not only that, Steve, it's just really really uncomfortable. It's um, and I think we've described this before. It's almost joint on joint because of the lack of fluid in there. So the idea, for example, that an athlete pre-competition, could bench 500 pounds. I've read plenty of bodybuilders say, Steve, then the only way you keep muscle is by lifting heavy as close to the competition as you possibly can. And I agree with that. But if you're super dry, if you're super lean, if your joints have been dried out on windstrow to the point where you feel that they're dry, then using a heavy weight doesn't make any sense because the risk of injury is much higher. The pain and discomfort of doing so is makes the whole thing much less pleasurable than normal. Even getting a pump is going to be that much more difficult, Steve, because obviously, again, you should be manipulating the carbs. So the guys talk about this constantly. They'll say carb depletion up to the competition and then carb loading for a competition. So how you feel, what you're capable of in the gym changes. Now, if you've experienced this, you can pass that knowledge on. But if it's your first time getting into shape of a competition, you don't know how this feels and you don't know how you respond. So, yeah, for me... I would moderate my weights and moderate the thing. I would do just enough to maintain my muscle, Steve, but I wouldn't do anything that's going to make, give me an injury. I'm out of the competition if I'm injured. I'm not going to do anything that's going to take time to recover from. And if you, literally, guys, even if – excuse me – you don't lose any muscle, if you're injured, you get inflammation. Now you're pulling water back in, Steve. So, yeah, the, as a coach, someone helping someone with a prep – I know that you do this, Steve – that's the last thing you want to do. You don't want to train them into the ground to the point where they're inflamed and they're holding water because of the inflammation, they're holding water because of an injury, or literally that they've had an injury that's that bad, like a tricep tear. And I think that you know, durian Yates is a good example, uh, when the last Mr. Olympia, where it was hanging on by you know one part of the tendon. Uh, and you go, okay, and I'm trying to win the greatest competition in the world, in durian's case. So none of those things make sense to me, logically speaking, so yeah. I would moderate the, the sets and reps. Uh, I would train more if I was a bodybuilder than I do as a weightlifter now. And I would watch my percentages of max. So if I like training a very high percentage, but well, I could see me win stroll, training for a competition, instead of changing 80 you or know, 90%, I could see me doing 60, 70% of my by rep max, just enough to do, maintain a muscle tissue, but watch those injuries, watching for information. And just if it, you want, it's going to be uncomfortable when you're hungry. When you're tired, when you're preparing for a competition, but let's not make it more uncomfortable than we need to. Work with wind stroke rather than working against it. That used to. Just talk about dosing, how to stack this ahead of a contest.
1: So, clenbuterol. It's one of these things with clenbuterol. It is kind of dependent on how much you weigh. So, the more you weigh, the more you're going to need. So, what I found in my experience is that. You want to basically start out low. So, you're going to start out maybe 20, 40 micrograms per day. Okay. If you're a normal 200 pound male, for example, you start out 20, you know, I'd I start, start 20, maybe 40 micrograms a day. And every few days, you up it by 20 micrograms. So, and then you up it a little, a little at a time. And then once you get around 80, 100, maybe 120 micrograms, then you're kind of hitting your sweet spot where. It's giving you side effects and it's giving you, it's getting you those results that you're looking for, those PED results. And then that's when you kind of stop raising it. And even you can drop it back 20 micrograms back down if you want to, the side effects get too much. So you have to kind of find that balance for use, but generally 80 to 120 micrograms is what a normal 200 pound male would use. And a female you would use obviously half that. If you're, you know, in 120, 130 pounds, you you obviously use about half that. So those, though you know, that makes sense. How long to use Winstroll? Um, one of the more popular ways to use win, uh, I'm sorry, to use clenbuterol. One of the most popular ways to use clenbuterol is two weeks on, two weeks off. Now I've seen some people uh, come on and say that you really need to run it more than two weeks. So I think in a contest setting that makes sense. So what you want to do if you want to run it longer than the two weeks? and you want to run it four weeks or five weeks or six weeks, then you slow down that increase. So you start at 20 or 40 micrograms. And then every week, you increase it by 20 micrograms. So you kind of work your way up to that 100, 120 micrograms. So you want to go every few days. But if you're doing it for just two weeks on two weeks off, then you would, you know, every few days lift it. So I would kind of just space it out a little more if you're going to go that route. So you don't ramp up the dosage too too much too fast, where you basically just cause so a tremendous amount of side effects. So I'm sure touch on that a little bit and then
0: get into straw dosing. Yeah, I mean one of the things that occurs to me, Steve, um, is obviously you're talking about building up, building up in the system. But also as Steve mentioned earlier on, with the 48 hour half-life, it's one of those things. I think the reason why you're building up to this is not necessarily because that's what you're supposed to do, but just to see if you can manage the side effects. Well, equally, like Steve said, if you get to that point where it kind of kicks in when you're getting to a maximal level, that's also arguably, and we will get into the details of this in a moment with regards to the side effects, where there could be an issue. Because if you've taken it and you've built it up in your system to the point where um, it's causing you problems, it's not going to cause you problems for two days. So... It's definitely, Steve, I think there's a very thing, and if I was a new user, I'd definitely want to sit down with someone and take proper advice on this, because I wouldn't want to jump in at the deep end and go on a high, high amount straight away, Steve. I wouldn't want to have it build into my system and then realise I'm going to be feeling awful for two days. And so, therefore, I think what Steve's saying, and this is a reason, especially for a new user, an experienced user should have a better idea of how to respond, how better to manage the side effects with a whether they've had problems in the past, and they're also going to have a much better idea of what worked for them in terms of dosing. So what Steve says about building up in the system in that particular way is true. I think the problem for me would would lie with if I get to the point where it's uncomfortable, I'm kind of stuck there. I can't do anything about it for two days because of that half-life. So I, I would do it a different way, Steve, in terms of this stuff. I would look at the dosing, but I would look at the effects that it's having on my body that are positive. So if I'm losing weight, if, if I'm getting leaner, if I feel I look better in the mirror, that that maybe I would stay there. If that's 80 micrograms, that might be the sweet spot for me. I don't need to increase it. I don't need to take it to the level that everybody else has used because I'm seeing improvements I need to see. And again, something else, guys, and this is another reason why you want to work sometimes a coach. But we talked about before, I think, online. When you're carb depleted, when you're tired, When you're training, when you're using a PED, like clean boot roll, sometimes having a second set of eyes, the coach, the prep coach, the guru, whatever, is where these things come in. Because you are, and we will talk about side effects, you could be anxious, you could be feeling uncomfortable, you could just want it out. Is there something I can do to stop the effects? Uh, You might not see that you are getting leaner. You might not realise the positive effects it is having. You might not see the details that your coach sees because there is not as emotionally involved and connected. But again, because you're tired, because you are carb depleted. Because to, to be put to put it frankly, Steve, when you're really, really low on carbs, it's difficult sometimes to think straight. And I'm especially talking about in the last few days for a competition. And that's where that second set of eyes comes in. That's where looking at photographs. That's where having comparisons works. So got it guys, it's one of the things that I would do in this particular regard. I, I wouldn't I would take my time building up to it. And I would try as best as possible, either for myself or with that second set of eyes, to say, look, you're definitely getting leanest mobster. You're definitely, muscles are definitely beginning to pop. Don't You don't have to take it to 120. And you're not getting any of the terrible side effects of people's. That's That's the sweet spot for you right there. So, yeah, that's the way to do it. It's very difficult to explain in a podcast and even online. It's much easier when you're working with someone and you're building it up slowly and you can see those changes. So that's the reason, again, we would talk to someone like this Me and have them advise you checking out your photographs and so on and so forth. And again, that way you don't have to max it out. You don't have to take as maximal dosages and you don't have to go right up to the point where you are getting lots of side effects. So it's a bit of advice for you. So let's go over those side effects, mobster. So we, all, we already
1: discussed the winstrol side effects earlier in the show. Um, basically, with winstrol, the prime side effects to watch out for in the stack are the head, head hair loss, the DHT side effects, like yes. a large prostate, which comes with most all steroids. And then, of course, the joint issue. So you want to make sure that you're using a good joint support formula when you're on Winstrol, and you're aware if you're if you're prone to head hair loss, you're going to have to sacrifice some hair if you're going to use Winstrol. Now, in terms of clenbuterol, this is where the side effects are really fun. Um, so with clenbuterol, one of the things that you can experience on Clen is being dizzy heart palpitation, anxiety, abnormal sweating, overheating, blood pressure, heart problems, heartburn, all kinds of things like that can happen on clambuterol. When I use clambuterol, I would get this nasty heartburn every evening. And I'm not a person who would get heartburn really ever, you know, but clambuterol would give me heartburn just randomly, like around 5 p.m. every day. I basically just lay on my bed in pain from the heartburn. It was so bad. Another thing I noticed with Clambuterol is shakes. I get shakes, you know, uh, I'd be just my hands would start shaking during the day. So it's definitely working, you know, unfortunately, but that's part of it working in your body. And, you know, it's, it's working when you start getting these types of side effects. Everybody's going to have a little different side effects, but those are the side effects to watch out for. So really, um, you can mitigate your side effects in a big way. Another big side effect is cramping, muscle cramping. So, and that has to do with clean, affecting your electrolyte imbalance and which troll with it is not going to help the situation either, because you're really losing a lot of water. So it's very important on this stack, electrolytes, potassium, taurine, N2Guard. N2Guard already has a lot of this stuff. It, has, it already has taurine in it. It already has all these minerals and vitamins that we need, okay, including yeah. the electrolytes. So N2Guard is a really good choice. Uh, run the N2Guard seven to 10 caps a day with this stack. This stack is no joke. This stack is no joke. But if you're like 10% body fat, 11% body fat, and you're like, man, I really want to get down to eight, 9% body fat, single digits, and really pop out my abs. This stack can work for you, but just be careful and be aware of these side effects. We're giving you a fair warning about these side effects. So mobster, touch on the side effects a little bit, what
0: to watch out for your advice. And then you can go ahead and take us in a disclaimer. Right, so Steve mentioned earlier, I sort of not actually worked at the supplement shop, Steve, but I've certainly been around when this drug's been discussed by, as we, as we talked to do, people that certainly weren't competing bodybuilders and were a little bit more out of shape. And the typical thing that happens with this, Steve, is summer holidays, they're going away, or they've got a wedding come up and they want to fit into a dress and they're looking for an edge. And so I'd seen this discussed in front of me. And what I said to Steve in the pre-show, Applies here. Now, listen to the side effects that Steve listed. All of those, including anxiety, are symptoms of anxiety. So, basically, the reason why a lot of people found these side effects difficult to deal with is because they felt anxious or symptoms of anxiety caused by uh, roll specifically while they were on. Now, this is where we and we we, we sometimes sorry, Steve. I am just going to say we see this on forums occasionally. Dylan's a great one for saying this. I've seen this before. right? The amount of information that's available to you, including in this podcast, is greater than it's ever been at any point in history up till now. And yet we know because we see people doing this, and again, I'm thinking of the ladies that I saw coming into the gym with some members on forums. They've taken a drug because a buddy said, or they've taken a drug because a gym owner said, you want to lose weight, darling, take this. And not looked at the side effects and not understood that they wasn't having an anxiety attack. In fact, the symptoms they were feeling were the drug working. Now, if you have the wherewithal, and I would like to think the listeners do, to understand that, that's the reason why you listen to this podcast, people, to get informed. Once you understand that that is literally the drug working, that you could see the results in the mirror, the connection with the symptoms that you feel and anxiety should dissipate somewhat not a lot it's impossible you can't make it doesn't disappear it doesn't go away but being that sense of out of control the sense that anxiety anxiety is essentially steve as we said, it's like a sense of losing control of a certain situation or or your body your breathing you're sweating your heart rate and so on and so forth and you, it's really uncomfortable and you kind of want to leave the situation that's making you anxious here, you've taken the drug that's the reason why you feel it. But once you understand it, once you've done your research, once you've listened to this podcast, that should help you mitigate it somewhat. What Steve talks about with regards to the two drugs combined, of course, it's perfectly true. And again, it'd be one of those things where I would, I guess a good example would be to come on the forums. I've, I've done my research. Is this normal? Yes. Uh, talk to someone else, your guru, your coach, your PT. Uh, I feel this particular way. Don't worry, that's the clen working. Don't worry, that's the windstro working, and so on and so forth. Making sure that you're not having a full blown anxiety attack, making sure that you don't have heart issues, checking in with someone else, even having a partner, a boyfriend, girlfriend, partner, your training partner, whatever, just keep an eye on you. That would be another way of managing it, Steve. You go, right, if you see this happening and it shouldn't happen, and it's not a side effect that's normal with windstro and clen then you've got something to worry about. But if it is a normal side effect, if it is to be expected, I would almost, I would ask you, Steve, that in this particular situation, I would kind of want it to happen. I'd want to know that the drugs are working. I'd want to know that I'm losing fat and I can feel it happening. But obviously, I don't want it so goddamn bad that I don't get to sleep at night or I can't train or I can't function. So again, this is very, very dose dependent. It's definitely working with someone that's experienced talking to a PT, talking to a coach. It's definitely worth mentioning talking to a partner, person that you live with, et cetera, and have them keep an eye on you in this particular situation. Uh, And then obviously looking up how to manage things. So, for example, as Steve said, I would probably want to increase my water. I'd make sure that I keep the doses as moderate as possible, Uh, certainly for a newbie, certainly for a first-time user, Steve, rather than an experienced user. An experienced user might take a completely different angle, Steve. They might leave it to a a later time. They might go straight in at a higher dose, and they will know what to expect. They will know that this is working, and they will see the results, and they will focus on that above and beyond. Me, personally, I consider it an an ugly, cleanse specifically, an ugly drug. Winstrow, I think, is more of a necessity. Cleanse, to me, is one of those, Sometimes if, if experienced users would argue otherwise, and especially if you're competing. But if you're a newbie, if you are someone who's left it too late to get in shape and you're looking for an edge, those people tend to sort of dive in at deepen, deep end, and those are the ones I feel struggle the most with side effects. So it's that kind of situation. If you're a competitive bodybuilder, and especially if you're an experienced user, then you're going to know how to manage. You're going to know how to mitigate. You can know what you you expect to feel that way. And so it's much easier for you. And, of course, the end result makes those feelings, makes those sensations worthwhile. But the, for, for the rest of you, don't leave it to the last minute to get into shape. Take the lowest dose you can do and still see an effect. And, again, work with someone who's experienced, including, arguably, Steve, A go and speak to a competitive bodybuilder if you can. Talk to one online. Find one on Facebook, certainly on our forums, and say to them, Listen, I'm getting into shape. I've got a summer holiday coming up. What do you think? That's why we have the forums. That's why people come there. Like Steve said, again, N2 guard is a must. Organ protection for oral cycles, always. I would, again, uh, for me, because I'm not a competitive bodybuilder, if I was using Winstrow, I'd probably have a little bit more fish oil. I would double my dose of fish oils in my diet. And, uh, again, hydrate. Hydration is important, both when you're competing, when you're in shape, when you're out of shape, but especially... Funny enough, when you're drying out, it helps as a natural diuretic in you know, of itself, just up in your water. So, there's lots of things you can do. My, ultimately, people, it's going to come down to knowing that side effects are possible, what they're like, and then don't go in at the big crazy dosages straight away. What do you think on that last one, Steve?
1: Yep, it could be a good it could be a good plan. It really and the nice thing about these oral cycles we talked about this on the previous podcast is the flexibility that you can yes. adjust the dose. Look, don't be stubborn. If if it's not working, it's not working, guys. You can always adjust the dose down, or you could just stop yeah, taking. Yeah. I mean, don't be stubborn on this. Don't push through it. We we're kind of raised. I think the previous generation raised the newer generation to be stubborn. Like, oh, just push through it. If you've got pain, yeah. push through the pain. Push through it. Look, if you've got heartburn every day where you have to lay on the bed and you're in pain like I was, hello, you know, uh, <laughs> change something. You yeah. know, it's okay to change something.
0: Adjust the dosage. So be flexible on this for sure. I'm just thinking one more thing, and then i got to do the disclaimer, Steve. So sometimes, and we see this on forums, you and I, 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 I can speak to a, a buddy down the gym. And you'll get someone that's talking some ridiculous milligram dosage for a steroid and the amount of the uh, frequency and the number of infections they're giving themselves every week. And you go, oh, my God, that's absolutely crazy. And I can think of examples on the forums. I can think of examples in the flesh. If a person gives you advice and they said, for argument's sake, Steve, they one, 120 milligrams and, and up it to 150 milligrams, which Steve and I would think was be a silly amount because we talked about the kind of dosing protocols that we suggested. Um, like Steve said, if if that was the – oh, I've taken advice from this person because they are great-looking female or male athlete and they're in amazing condition. The truth of the matter is they may well be able to manage on 120, 130, 140, 150 milligrams, but that doesn't necessarily need to apply to you. So Steve said quite properly, I've never had this particular issue, but then the reason why I've never had issues like that is because I never run high dosages. So I've never had to tweak my protocol. Because I've already used a an amount to begin with and kept it there. Now, that arguably is where me, I'm me pushing through. But I've never had to push through because I've never had horrible fucking side effects. I've never had to deal with that. So the, the reason why we suggest the amounts is for that reason. Now, if that is the case, and if you have gotten higher or higher than we suggest, Steve's quite correct. You can then change that. You can bring it back down to what is for you an effective amount. And it's quite simple. Are you losing fat? Are those muscles popping? Do you look better than you did at the beginning? If that's happened on 80 milligrams, then you don't need to go to 120. If you're on 120 and the side effects are horrendous, but when you go back down to 100 milligrams for group roll again and you manage on 100 milligrams, then that's what you need to do. It's not cast in stone. It's not just because I said or some ex-professional said. Or a competing bodybuilder said, if you're getting the results that you wanted on a lower dosage, a manageable dosage with less side effects, then do that. And you can do that because it's an oral cycle that applies to clen and to winstrol. So there's your advice for the finish. Please note, we're not doctors, and opinions on these shows are hour's and hour alone. It is our view and based on our experience and views on the topic. Our podcasts for informational purposes and entertainment only. The freedom of speech and the First Amendment applies.